This episode has been brought to you by Autumn DNA, coded for you by you. Vitamin packs backed by your DNA and lifestyle because one size does not fit all. So find out what your unique body needs. Get started at tryautumn.com using code XORITA for 50% off. Welcome to the Trading Raw Stories podcast. I'm Rita Pirat, the host with the most inspiring stories that you ever did hear. Back in the day when the day was back, I was known as the juicing queen. I became raw vegan overnight after watching a documentary called Food Matters. Changing what I was putting in and on my body didn't just make me lose weight and have great skin. It gave me mind clarity, more energy, and over time made me so self-aware and intuitive that I vibrate on a higher frequency and level of consciousness that's turned me into a manifesting queen. I've lived like nine lives and have amazing stories to share that may inspire you to finally leave that toxic guy you're with, quit that miserable job you hate, start that business you've been talking about forever, and at the very least, you'll probably start saying yes more often and eat more vegetables. I'm your tell it like you need to hear it and make you do it, sister from another mister. I've lived quite the life and have stories for days that have inspired women to transform their lives in real big ways. So I created this podcast to share my insane and unbelievable stories with the world to reach whoever needs to hear them. I'll bring on inspiring humans to trade stories with me, and I'll even have some live coaching sessions with listeners calling in. You're here because you were meant to find this podcast, this community, these raw stories. There are no coincidences. Everything happens for you, not to you, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Trading Raw Stories podcast. It's your girl, Rita. I know it's been a couple of weeks since I dropped an episode, but for all good reason, I promise. Things have been really interesting. I've been sitting with the idea of, okay, do I move to LA? Do I move to Chicago? Do I stay in San Diego? Do I renew the apartment lease that I'm in right now? Do I just like start from scratch? Do I live in a van? Do I move and live in Bali? Like I'm just kind of all over the place. So yeah, I have my retreat June 2nd through the 6th. I have a few spots left. So if you feel called and you need some soul therapy, some yoga, meditation, energy cleansing and healing, my shaman is there. My girl Roxy is going to be teaching yoga one of the days and um, we're going to have plant-based delicious food and juices all made by yours truly. And I'm going to teach you how to make things so that you are basically immersing yourself in this lifestyle where you are feeding your soul and you feel so just like ah complete and happy and whole and finding your your connection to your intuition and your soul and all of that is just oh it's so beautiful it's so powerful and this episode today is basically going to be all about your soul, your desires, your purpose, flow, getting into the energy of manifesting all the things that your soul is desiring rather than being in resistance of what it wants. So that's what we're going to talk about today and we're going to dive right in. So first things first, why is your soul here? Why are you here? What lights you up? What things do you think about and feel like you are destined to do or that you feel called to and you just aren't pursuing it? Or maybe you pursue it and then it starts working, but then you stop yourself or something gets in the way or you sabotage in some way because you're getting actually closer to that thing and it's a little scary. And so you go back to the comfort zone of what's familiar and what's safe and what you already know. 
because uncertainty is scary. You don't want to go towards something that you don't know what it feels like or what it looks like or what it sounds like or whatever the case may be. You want to stay exactly where you are. And this is just because the brain, your subconscious mind, your survival brain, it's designed to keep you safe. But your soul is here to play and your human is getting in the way. So what I am going to teach you today is how to get essentially your your human out of the way of your soul to recognize the two voices that are constantly showing up in your daily experiences and to pay attention to which one you are listening to, which one is your default, right? And then that'll allow you to look at your life and to see where you've been limiting yourself, where you've been blocking yourself, where you've been restricting how much life you could be living, right? So for example, looking at how to, first of all, to understand your soul and why you're even here. I was asking earlier, why is your soul here? Why are you here? And history actually shows clues. If you look back at your life and look at all the little breadcrumbs, like you have been getting hints from the universe, from God, from source, whatever it is for you, what your soul is naturally good at, what your soul enjoys doing, what lights you up, what gets you excited, what you're naturally good at that you might undervalue or take advantage of or take for granted. Um, Things like for me, for example, cooking. I'm a phenomenal cook. Like it's insane. Like my cooking tastes better than restaurants and I just throw things together and it's just magical. And it's it's interesting because I am good at cooking. I didn't take any classes to learn how to cook or anything like that. I just moved down, lived on my own since I was like 17, 18. And so I cooked pretty much all my meals because I learned in 2010 about the corrupt food system and how it's like buddy-buddy with pharma and how they're literally out to get you to get you sick. So I just don't trust outside food. And I was so, so obsessed. There's even a condition, it's called orthorexia, where you're like so so hyper, hyper, hyper focused on eating healthy and clean that it's a, it's an obsession that's actually unhealthy, ironically. So I had that um, the first few years for, for quite some time, actually. My first year in 2010, I was 100% raw vegan, became raw vegan overnight. And I was like, what do I eat? How do I do this? Oh my God. And this was back in the day when the day was back when this wasn't even like a thing. Like it wasn't even a thing yet. Like I was doing juice cleanses for people and people wanted me to deliver it, ship it to them. And I was like, how do I do that? I don't know how to ship drinks and make them like stay fresh and all that stuff. And I just didn't pursue it because it was something out of my comfort zone. It was something that I didn't naturally know how to do. And I feel feared the success. I feared the failure. I feared the the business side of things like taxes or hiring people or like actually creating a business and what goes into all of that. And it just, it was so overwhelming and it was so scary. It was so much bigger than me. And I was in my, you know, early mid twenties. So that that's interesting to reflect back on and where I would be today. And if you're familiar with like fully raw Christina, like we were out around the same time and she kept going. Imagine I had kept going, but like that was my path, right? And so it's now still incorporated my health. I've been still doing it for myself. I just wasn't a public figure about it because I had a fear of being seen. 
and I had a blog and it was called rawrita.com, which is really funny because it sounds like it would be a really good porn site. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I had one negative comment on a post that I made back in like 2012 or 13 or something like that. And it was like, you, you're too skinny. You should eat a cheeseburger. And I'm like, I actually have a feeling I know who that who it is now looking back because there's only one person who's ever said that to me in real life. Um, so it might've been her, but you know, hate is what hate is going to hate. What you going to do about it, right? You just got to let them hate because that's what I learned is like, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So you might as well like truly think about that. Like you can't please everybody no matter what, you will not please everybody. So you're either going to let time pass and you're going to live your life in fear of judgment and worrying about what people think and try to please everyone and try to be perfect, which you can't. And uh, you're still always going to piss somebody off. You're still never going to please everybody, no matter how hard you try to be perfect. So you might as well show up fully, authentically, piss people off, be you, right? That's what your soul truly desires, to be authentically 100% fully you. And that's what I've been doing over the years and shedding layers of myself of who I thought I'm supposed to be according to society, according to my mom, my family. Um, You know, just the fact that I'm a Syrian, so much comes from that. The fact that I'm a woman, so much comes from that, right? So these are all forms and these are all identities. And when you peel them back and you're at the end of the day, like, okay, who the fuck am I? It's really you looking at yourself from a soul level and going, why am I here? What lights me up? What do I care about? What pisses me off? And look at history, look at your past, look at your um, your experiences, the jobs you've had, the things you're good at, like naturally, like for me again, cooking, right? Super easy, natural, flowy for me and fun, therapeutic. I love it. I would do a cooking show. I've done it before. I've done like lives on Instagram and cooking live and whatever, things like that. I have a cookbook I want to put out and I have all these like affiliates now with all these um, healthy companies like Autumn DNA and and Saqqara, which by the way, if you want to order meals or anything from Saqqara, you can also use Exo Rita for, I believe it's 20% off your purchase. So just figured I'd drop that in there. Why not? You know? Um, so yeah, anyway, back to your soul and your purpose. So following the breadcrumbs, okay, looking at your past, looking at your history, everything from your past says a lot. You can't like shut down these desires and lock them away. They're going to just really claw at you from the inside. I found a journal from five years ago where I wanted to start a podcast. I wanted to start a coaching program. I wanted to host a retreat. I wanted to write my book. All these different things that I dreamt about, that I craved, that I saw myself doing, um, I I am doing now, but only because I saw that journal five years later and I was reading things that I still had not done. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe I still want these same things and I've not done them yet. And I felt like I'm not going to let another five years pass me by and look back and go, shit, I still didn't do this. This is crazy because clearly I want to. It's in my journal from five years ago and I'm still feeling that now that I want this thing, that I want to do this thing, that I'm good at this thing and I it's my gift or it's how I want to be of service or it's the the way I see myself or whatnot. Like, 
I am meant to be on stages. I'm meant to be teaching. I wanted to be a teacher since I was 12 years old. So this is an example of my story of how my history is showing me clues, okay? So I'm not just going to tell you how, oh yeah, hey, history shows you clues. Look at your life and see, you know, where you've been um, experienced in like work. What type of work have you been doing? Um, What patterns are you seeing? What things are you naturally good at? Blah, blah, blah. That's great. Can you think of things of yourself? Did stuff pop up when I was saying that? If so, fantastic. But I'm going to give you my example to help you like understand better and to maybe dig a little deeper and see how something you might be overlooking or not even considering could be your magic, could be your gift without you even knowing. And then the way that you're blocking yourself from finding this out is by saying no to experiences out of fear, out of worrying about it not working out. Instead of saying yes to what whatever is coming your way and expecting it to work out, not having all your ducks in a row before you say yes, not checking your bank account or your calendar before you say yes, listening to your soul tell you yes, listen to your body tell you yes and say yes, even though your current reality doesn't support that yes. For example, and then I'll tell you my example of my story and my my pattern, my history and how it showed me what my soul is here to do, what my soul purpose is, okay? So with me, for example, right now, I have my retreat June 2nd through the 6th. I need to get ready for that. I have um, a lot of things to plan and prepare for it, right? Like my yoga sequence that I'll be teaching every morning, the the meals that I'm going to prepare or have you all prepare with me, the um, sessions, what we're going to teach and when, when the group sessions will be, when the one-on-ones will be, like just crafting the whole situation, but also allowing room to flow. So trying to figure that out now. And then I also have to move, right? Like my lease is up at the end of June. So am I going to move? Am I going to stay? Am I going to go to LA? Am I like all of these different things up in the air? Should I sell everything? Start from scratch? Should I move to LA? Should I stay here? Whatever. I don't know. And there was even Chicago thrown into the mix, but now we've removed that. Thankfully, I don't know what I was thinking. I just got sucked into like being with family and I got, I was there for three weeks. So it felt like I was living there. Um, and I even looked at an apartment and I like applied for it and all of that was insane. I actually went through the whole thing. I was like, I'm moving to Chicago, guys. It was so weird. I don't know if you're following that, but there's stories everywhere all over my Instagram, which is at Raw Vegan Rita. In case you don't follow me yet, definitely do that. Let's connect. Um, but yeah, so the the reason I'm telling you that is because I have every reason, every reason to say no to my friend Roxy, who invited me to come to Greece with her for her birthday, which is at the end of June, which is when I'm supposed to be moving. So I'm supposed to find a place, right? Air quotes, supposed to find a place and move before I would go to Greece with her. Also taking this time to plan and prepare for my retreat and then the moving and then going to Greece and then possibly starting this new job. Like there's all these different pieces that are happening and then it's an extra 5700 or something like that that I would have to pay, right, for this trip. So I have every reason to say no to going to this trip. Every logical reason. But I said yes because I felt right away it was like, a, oh yeah, absolutely, duh. Like, duh. Not even looking at the fact that, you know, this is going to cost this much and then you have to move and you have to do this and you have to find a place and you have to blah, blah, blah. And she's flying the day, two days before you would be officially like out of your lease and having to move. How would you do this? 
you know, all that, all the reasons to say no, but I'm going to say yes. And what's that doing? I already like paid the deposit and whatever. And I'm doing this. Why? Because I know it's coming to me for a reason. If anything, it's going to open a gazillion doors for me and give me such a beautiful, amazing life experience. Like, what's the point of life if not to say yes to things and travel and explore and get, like, even she and I will deepen our friendship because of the time we're going to spend together nine days traveling all around Greece. Like, it's going to be amazing, epic, right? So I said, yes, even though all these things are in the gray area, am I moving? Where am I moving? You know, just all of it, all of it. I have every reason to say no, but I said yes, and I'm going to do it. And magic is going to happen. And also notice me expecting magic because that's what you're going to get. You get what you expect. So if things are coming your way and you're saying no, you're blocking yourself from experiences that would inform you about your soul, that would guide you to experiences with other people, with you know different things that you would find that you enjoy or that you're good at, or it would deepen something that you're good at and it would guide you to the next thing. But if you stay exactly the same, you stay exactly where you are and you do what's safe and familiar and comfortable, your life is just going to keep passing you by. The time is going to pass anyway. You're going to end up in the same place looking back like, shit, I can't believe I never did that. Or I always wanted to travel to this place. Or I always wanted to do this or that. And I never did it because I was too scared or I was worried or whatever. Fear is driving your life, right? So I want you to practice living from love instead of fear, living from confidence and excitement and looking forward to things and expecting them to work out. Show up with that energy and allow that to be the outcome. Because if you're preparing for a rainy day and you're saving for a rainy day and you're literally like waiting for the rainy day to come, you are manifesting it. You are creating it. It is going to come 100% because you set aside this money or this plan or plan B or whatever for for this to basically happen for you. Like this is what you want. You want it. You want a rainy day. Like why are you going to prepare for that? Why are you going to plan for that? That's insane. You're calling it in, right? So that's that's the thing. It's like start saying yes. Stop worrying about negative possibilities because it's just as possible. It's like a 50-50 shot. It's either going to be a negative outcome, right? According to you, or it's going to be a positive outcome. And why would you expect the negative and get a positive and by luck, by chance, oh, cross your fingers, hopefully it works out. No, like go into it expecting it to work out and it will and it'll probably very likely work out better than you could have imagined or hoped for. That's usually what happens, truly. So back to the whole history showing you clues and everything from your past saying a lot or teaching you a lot by saying yes, by having different experiences, I have noticed patterns. I've noticed little breadcrumbs from the universe going like, oh, hey, by the way, you're good at this. Oh, hey, by the way, you should definitely pursue this. This is something you're naturally good at. This is something you care about. This is something that lit you up. This is So an example is when I was um, in the whole cubicle thing, working at a bank call center, and then I applied for this tour, and then I got picked out of thousands of people, and then I went to my boss and told her, I was like, oh, I need to go to New York to audition for this, and she was like, no, and I'm like, well, I'm going to go anyway. Like, I have to see this through. This is coming to me for a reason. I can't wonder what if for the rest of my life, and so I went on this 
audition and I got picked out of thousands of people to work on Vans Warped Tour, where I woke up in a different city every single day with like people like Katy Perry and Gym Class Heroes and all that. And they put a microphone in my hand and they said, go ahead, here you go. And I'm like, what? What do I do? You know, and they're just like, just go have fun, you know, whatever, wing it. And I'm like, okay. And so before you know it, I'm having the time of my life. I'm on this microphone. I'm drawing in people. They're just coming to listen to me. And I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. Like it lit me up. It really lit me up to the point where I had to give the mic back. And I was like, when do I get it back? When can I get it back? Like I had discovered because of this crazy experience that I, you know, luckily, oh my God, how, what a coincidence, how lucky am I? That's one in a million for me to get chosen out of thousands of people for this thing. And it's crazy because if I had the fear run the show instead of my intuition or my soul where this audition showed up in the first place or I made it to the round where they want me to fly to New York to audition and my boss said no, I could have said, oh, well, I guess I can't go. My boss won't give me the days off. I need this job. I have rent to pay. I have a car payment. I can't. I can't. I can't. I shouldn't. It's not the right time. Maybe it's not meant to be like all of that. No, I was like, I'm going anyway. And that's the thing. That's a risk. That's me responding to magic that's coming my way, right? Like I took the initiative. I filled out that application. I could have in that moment also been like, oh, what are the chances? I probably won't get picked anyway. Like there's, you know, why would they pick me? Like all these negative fear-based thoughts. So instead of that, I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. Okay, I'm going to fill it out and just see what happens. Go with the flow and just let it go. And then I got the calls and went after the other and they're like, you made it to the next round, you made it to the next round. That's because I maintained the vibrational match to that thing, right? Like I expected it to work out and I just trusted that it was coming to me for a reason. And so I discovered my gift, my my passion, the thing that lights me up, being on a microphone, standing in front of people, drawing in crowds, making people laugh or, you know, it just, it was me just thriving in my magical, God-given element, my my talent. And then later, oh my gosh, my nu- my numerologist told me that I was like famous in a past life. And I was like, oh man, that makes so much sense thinking back now to the breadcrumbs, to the past experiences that I've had that connect also to this me being on a microphone kind of thing, right? So an example is, um, I in 2003, I won a radio station contest. I won some tickets to a concert and I went to the concert and I ended up backstage. Just like magic, like so effortless, so easy. And I'm hanging out with all the artists and everything and exchanged numbers with them and their managers and then hung out at the after parties with them. And it's like crazy. It was like Chingy, um, Little Kim, Brand. I don't know who else was it. I don't remember that first one. Ludacris and Anyway, that was like 2003. Then again in 2006, I was given tickets and I went and I was like, I'm going to get backstage because getting backstage became normal to me. I was like, oh, well, this is a thing that happens. This is a thing that's easy. This is a thing that's natural. And so I got backstage and I was hanging out with Ray J and Neo. And there was the first time that Rihanna was performing, unfaithful. And she was so shy and innocent and cute. And I have a picture of me and her from that day. I think I posted it somewhere on my Instagram. I don't know. But anyway, 
Yeah. So like that happens easily and naturally. This whole energy and connection to celebrities has been an ongoing pattern in my life where I would be backstage or I would just be hanging out with celebrities. Like it was nothing, no big deal. Like seriously, no big deal energy. And that's the magic to manifesting things that you dream of that you think are so far out of reach and impossible. It's like making them normal to you. And I call this raising your baseline. So it's about money or experiences, raising your baseline by inching closer toward the thing that seems impossible to you, making it a little bit more normal. So for example, um, if I've never spent more than $40 on a single item and that's a lot for me, then I would spend 50 or 60 or 70 or 100 on one item to make that normal, to get myself comfortable with that versus like, really, really, really resistant to like, oh, no way. That's crazy. I would never do that. You know? And then like with my rent, um, say for example, when I was living in New York um, with the the, the guy I was dating, we were, were splitting the rent. So it was like a thousand each. And then when I left and I got my own place and then I was spending 2300 on rent and then here in California and again, 23 and then 28 and then now 31, 44. And then I'm looking at a place in LA at, at that's 36 something. So like I'm raising what's possible for me, which there was once upon a time where I would say, oh my God, that's fucking nuts. Even if I made a million dollars, I would never spend 3000 on rent. That's insane. Fuck that shit. Like that's what I used to think. And now I've made it normal for me, right? So that's, that's what I mean about raising your baseline, inching closer towards something that seems impossible so that it becomes your new normal, creating a new normal for yourself where you say yes to something and it works out or you drive to somewhere and you always have a spot and, you know, a parking spot waiting for you or the second you pull up, someone pulls out so that you can park. Like I expect that and that's what I get every single time. Never fails. I promise you, I shit you not. So with the whole history thing, the celebrity stuff and all of that, speaking on stage, um, being in sales all my life. These are all these little breadcrumbs showing me that I'm meant to be in front of people, speaking, connecting on a microphone, on a stage with celebrities. I'm supposed to be a celebrity of some sort, some level. Even my numerologist says like fame and fortune is right around the corner between now and my birthday 2023. And I feel that, like I sense the energy and things Things have been happening, like all the breadcrumbs, like little things have been happening to kind of get me closer and closer and more comfortable and more comfortable with it. Like the whole fear of being seen thing, putting myself out there, getting some nasty comments from some people sometimes, or these assholes doing a podcast episode about my podcast and just like completely taking shit out of context and hating on me and me not even responding and not even doing like an episode about them or responding to them or reacting. It's like delete and send you love and you, you know, good luck to you and take care and all of that and goodbye. Like, not even feeding into that energy. Whereas I mentioned earlier, I made, I had this blog and I had one negative comment and it made me take down the whole freaking blog. Like imagine where I would have been if my soul, if my confidence, if my security, if my self-love, if my thin was thicker, my skin was thicker, um, 
if I didn't care what people thought, like if I didn't have that deeply rooted programming blocking my soul from being its authentic self. So so I've been showing up more and more and more as my authentic self and my soul is thriving and connecting and attracting the people that it's meant to attract, the experiences it's meant to attract, the things that it's meant to experience so that I can prepare and get ready for the very thing that I'm meant to be doing or serving or whatever, right? And so I've been building on all of that by saying yes to experiences, by meeting new people, by like going um, to the yoga teacher training retreat in Costa Rica, um, end of November, all of December, pretty much. And people were telling me, don't do it. You're crazy. You know, like it's too expensive and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's like calling me. I felt it. It was my whole body was like, yes, but don't let your fear block you from the yes. Like if you feel the yes, if your body is telling you yes, if your heart is telling you yes, and then you're talking yourself out of it because of money or because of your schedule or because it's not the right time or logically it just doesn't make sense for you right now and you are taught, you're like making excuses and justifying and it's it's like you have every reason to, to say no like me and going to Greece or whatever. But if you nudge yourself in the direction that your soul is trying to go, if you let yourself go there and expect it to work out and just take that leap, just jump, just do it and then expect it to to work out and let yourself have experiences. Let your soul play. Like why else are you here? Stop playing it safe and small and like allow yourself to explore. Allow yourself to be here for your soul's purpose. So look at your your breadcrumbs. Look at your history. Look at the things you're naturally good at. Look at the jobs you've had. For me, again, it was the public speaking. It was being on stages. It was, you know, connecting with celebrities and things like that. And uh, all of that like has been preparing me to become this public figure, motivational speaker, whatever. Even like when I moved to New York and I got this job where I was basically preparing um, or selling uh, curriculum like programs, online, online programs to schools, to colleges, to, um, it, it just basically was like, oh, okay, I could actually create this and sell this for myself. Like, why am I selling your program? I could create a program and sell it. Like, you see what I mean? So that's the thing is like your job has been preparing you all these years for you to be able to do the the thing that your soul's wanting to do for your own business, right? Even um, me teaching, I taught fourth grade, I taught fifth grade, I taught a few college classes. And it's so funny that the college classes they gave me were also things that I was good at and that would prepare me and make me feel like I was, I had the right credentials because for example, one of the teaching, um, one of the classes that they were giving me at this college in New York was public speaking. And so for me to have the self-doubt and fear of being seen and like, who am I to be speaking on stage or who am I to be a public speaker, a motivational speaker? And the universe was like, oh yeah, here you go. Now you are you are a professor of public speaking. Is that good enough for you? Is that a high enough credential? Can we go now? Are you ready? Let's go, right? Like, Let's fucking go already. Get your TED Talk going. Get your whatever. Like whatever it is that your soul is desiring, you are being prepared for it and you're being given the experiences 
to make you basically confident enough to actually pursue it or to look back and to understand what you are here to do, what your soul is desiring and craving and here to accomplish or here to serve. So that's really what it is. It's like, what things do you, do you notice from your life? What things do you notice that you're good at? What skills do you have that are that you're undervaluing, right? For me, another thing is my courage. For me to be able to have lived my life this way by saying yes to shit with complete confidence that it'll work out, not having my ducks in a row um, before I moved. Like when I was living in Chicago and I felt like I wanted to move to Arizona, I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't transfer schools. I didn't do anything. And I just loaded up my car, drove 26 hours. And before you know it, I had the perfect apartment and the best location. And I had uh, the job and it even transferred from the college I was at to ASU and didn't have to pay out-of-state tuition. Like it could not have been more perfect. And I was making the most money I've ever made in my life. I had a two-seater convertible and a two-bedroom, uh, two-bathroom condo. I had a Harley Sportster. I was a fifth grade teacher. I freaking won an award. It was my first year teaching and I was on the news and everything. Like everything was so insanely perfect. And then I got an email from a school that I applied to when I was a college student. And the 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 email was like, hey, we're, we're considering application. I'm like, what? Two years later? And they're like, oh yeah, and we're building a location in Brooklyn. And I'm like, what? I'm dating someone that lives in New York. Like what? I'm clearly being guided to New York. That's insane. Holy shit. Okay, well, he's really like not, I'm not feeling um, energetically aligned like this is my person, but I knew that I was being guided to New York. Like I was catching him lying and cheating and things like that. It, like my soul just, it didn't feel like this was my person, but I realized once I moved and we were living together and all of that, this experience taught me so much about myself. It showed me that I was basically my mom and I was dating my dad and it opened my eyes. And this is when my my healing journey, my spiritual journey started and my connection to my intuition and my soul and source and all the work. And then starting with like Gabby Bernstein and reading those books and Abraham Hicks and Super Soul Conversations podcasts and the door, the like the gates were flooded open like after that experience so it's why I was guided to New York because that's where I had my spiritual awakening that's where I had my dark night of the soul so I was being guided and again your pat your past shows you clues your history shows you clues everything from your past says a lot like this is where the magic is. So look at the breadcrumbs. Go back and like take an inventory of all the jobs you've had, an inventory of all the experiences you've had. What are the common things? What are the themes? What are the patterns? What are you naturally good at that you take for granted that somebody else asks you for help about or you can kind of like talk about your talk about something in a way that someone actually gets inspired by your story or I don't know. Like we can talk about this. You can, you know, DM me or send me a voice note or whatever. I'm happy to talk you through it to help you get more clarity. But this is what I do in my group coaching. I help you get clarity. My retreat, definitely, we're going to get you super deeply connected to your soul and your intuition, um, cleansing your, your space, your energy, your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, like connecting you and getting you in alignment. And oh, it's going to be so powerful, so amazing. So yeah, so basically, you know, your history inventory, I would say that's the first step, looking at that. And like what I've learned till this point is that my life 
that, you know, what's useful or what's meaningful for other people. And, or like you can do that to create a business around that, not necessarily what you feel, what you are like inspired by or whatever, but something that you learned, something that's super useful, something that you can help people with, something that's more meaningful for other people. And you can create a business around that, right? So it's also from your life experiences. Like this is the most powerful gift ever. Your life experiences are more powerful. And I could tell you a story of how this is such a fact. It's so true. Like I didn't believe at that point, this point in my life where I'm going to tell you the story real quick, I didn't believe I was qualified or good enough to be a coach or to help people. Like, who am I to help people? I have nothing to offer. All these negative thoughts and I'm not ready. I don't have this credential or that credential or whatever. I'm just keeping myself stuck, but feeling the desire, feeling the pull, feeling the nudge I'm meant to serve, right? And I just did not believe in myself. I was not ready. I needed one more course or one more credential or whatever, or who am I to do this? Look at me and I'm not where I need to be to be able to help somebody else or whatever. But like, you only need to be a few steps ahead of the person that you're meant to help. So I'll give you the story, this example to help you see and maybe it'll spark something in you to recognize in your own experience of how you actually changed a life or helped someone transform their life or heal from something or think in a different way, see a different perspective and inspire them and move them to change, to grow, to evolve in some way. So I'll tell you this quick story. When I was living in New York and I was at this bar with um, a group of friends this I'm standing at the bar I ordered a quinoa salad and this girl comes over to me and she goes hey I recognize you from so-and-so's Instagram and I'm like yeah that's me and she's like you're like vegan and like healthy and spiritual and all that stuff right I was like yeah that's me and she goes oh I wish I could be like you I was like but you can you can be like me you can be anything you you want to be and she goes no I can't I'm like you can though that's the thing you have to decide you want to and then actually do something about it and she's like no I can't whatever excuse 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 I was like okay so I recognized that because I saw myself in her right and so then she tells me about her relationship and she tells me stories about how um, he's like pulled a knife on her how she's had her hair in a ponytail and he would take it out and say I don't like that and then she wouldn't be able to allow be able to like hang out with certain people or think you know go out or whatever and he, he would make her stay home and all sorts of like toxic shit and I was like why are you with him and she's like oh we've been together 10 years and you know and I'm like no like why are you still with him this is insane like I would never I can't believe that like but there was a time in my life where I did date somebody that today I would look back and they would not have the time of day like they would not have the chance in hell with this current version of me so I remember being her I was brainwashed I was so insecure or I just didn't love myself and didn't believe I was worthy of anything else and I was lucky to have him or whoever you know that person was at the time and all of that like not even seeing your value or your worth and you know the fact that you deserve to be treated like uh, you know a beautiful gift a soul like a beautiful soul like why would you allow yourself to be mistreated like 
you are allowing yourself to be mistreated. And that's why I left my last relationship. I recognized, oh my God, I'm allowing myself to be mistreated. I can't stay in this energy. I need to remove myself and change my environment. And I did. And it allowed me to unfold and get to this version of me. If I had stayed and tried to make it work and tried to make it work and tried to make it work, like I was under a super dark cloud. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have the coaching program that I offer. I wouldn't have a retreat right now that I'm offering. I wouldn't have all these affiliates that I'm working with. I wouldn't be on this podcast. Like none of this would have happened if I stayed. So I'm standing at the bar with her and she's telling me all this shit. And I'm just like, oh my God, she's literally me a few years ago. Um, And so I was like, I have to help her. And so I'm talking to her, I'm trying to encourage her and inspire her and motivate her and tell her that that was me too and this and that and share some examples and stories. And she's just thinking that it's not possible for her. Like, yeah, it was possible for me, but not for, you know, for Rita, but not for me. And so I, I went to the bathroom and I came back and one of my friends stopped me and she's like, don't even bother. They've been together for 10 years. They're just very, they're both very toxic. Like, don't even bother. I was like, no, I have to help her. I have to help her. Like, so I went back over to her and we're, st- we're standing there talking and then all of a sudden this guy comes over and hits on me and I'm like, ew, gross, go away. Like you're just, ew, you're icky, you're gross, your energy's nasty. And I didn't say that to him, but I was just like shunned him and like, you know, pushed, pu- like pushed him away energetically speaking. And she goes, that was actually my boyfriend. I'm like, what? He just hit on me in front of you? She's like, yeah, he does that. And I'm like, What? Like, what? I wanted to shake her. I wanted to be like, oh my God, are you nuts? Like, this is insane. Do you hear yourself? Like, you are so beautiful and you are such a kind, loving soul. Like, how can you allow this to be your life experience? How can you accept this? How can you let this be your life? You know, and when you think about it in that frame, then you go, wait, how am I allowing this to be my life? How is this my life? Is there not another possibility for me? Is there not a better situation? Like, would I not be better and happier if I was not living under this roof with this person, feeling their negativity, feeling their like energy bringing me down every day, making me feel like shit, making me feel small? Like you are in such a daze that that's your normal. That misery is your normal. That's crazy. So you have to get yourself out of these environments that make you miserable because you're waking up every day miserable from the day before. Your energy is bleeding into the next day. Your unhappiness, your misery is bleeding into the next day. So she's telling me all this like, oh, yeah, that was him and this and that. I'm like, oh, my God, that's insane. I was like, you need to leave him. Like, do you want to come spend the night by me? Like, You're welcome to come spend the night by me, get away from him for a day. And she's like, I would really like that, actually. Right. And I had just met her. I just met her at the bar, but she knows my friend. And so it's, it was easy to trust her and want to help her. So she basically comes outside with me. I'm looking down at my phone, calling an Uber. And next thing you know, my phone is grabbed out of my hand and chucked across the street. Now, this is New York. It's like Delancey and I don't remember the other street, but it's like a double street. There's like two two rows of cars coming this way, then a section in the middle, and then two cars, two rows of cars going the other way. And my phone made it all the way to the other end, like I look up and it's him and I'm like, oh my God, this is insane. What the fuck? Did you just throw my phone? You fucking psycho. 
And I ran over there to get my phone. And I think it was cracked a little bit. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was. And then I came back over and I saw her on the ground bleeding from her head. Like, I'm not even kidding you. And then all this chaos and he he scattered, his friends scattered. They were blaming me like I was instigating and all this stuff. And I was like, man, I wish I didn't get involved, but like whatever, everything happens for a reason, you know. And so I went in the ambulance with her and my puppy Frankie was just a little baby, like just like maybe 10 weeks old or something like that. And I had to get back home to him, but I rode in the ambulance with her, went to the hospital with her. It was like 7, 8 a.m. by the time we were done. I took photos of her to make sure that she's, you know, she sees them, she has them to remember this by. And I think I might have even recorded her for, for her to like hear herself and hear our conversation and remember the conversation. I'd have to dig for it. I don't know. Maybe I'm dreaming, but I'm confident that I did that, but I don't know. Um, and so she's... I was talking to her as she's laying in their hospital. I'm like, you just got stitches on your head. Like he pushed you onto the ground for what? Because you wanted to come hang out with me? Like that is insane, right? Like that's insane. And so the next, that night she came over, I gave her clothes, I had her shower, and then she slept in my big king-size bed, and in the morning I made her green juice and I made her breakfast and then drove her to Harlem to meet at her sister's job, and her sister hugged me and she cried and she said, thank you so much, we've been trying to get her away from him, and this and this and that, and then I drove her to her house so that she could get some of her things, and then she went and stayed with her sister. Then I didn't hear from her for a really long time. And then one day I'm laying at the beach with um, reading this book, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. I get to this part about forgiveness and having empathy for your parents and all of that. And I thought about my dad in that moment. And I was like, at that point, I hated him for like a decade. I held on to this anger and this resentment and this like, you know, whatever toward my dad for so long. And as I was reading these pages about like having empathy for your parents and knowing that this is, you know, they're doing the best that they know how. And it's like just allowing yourself to forgive because it serves you more than it serves them. And it releases all this stuck energy in your body and all of that makes room for love to come in and everything. And as I was, I closed my eyes and I thought to myself, I said, I love you, dad. I know you're doing the best that you know how. I can't imagine what your childhood must have been like. And, you know, you're, you're truly like you, you're maybe miserable or you're unhappy because your dreams didn't come true. You didn't have the resources. You didn't know any better. You did the best you knew how. You came to this country and tried to raise a family and have a wife and kids and this and that without an education, all that stuff. So I just had more empathy for him and released that hate, released that anger sent him love, called him on Father's Day on his birthday and everything for the first time in over a decade. And it just felt so freeing, so peaceful. And then all of a sudden I get a text message from this girl that I told you this whole story about. And she says, hey, Rita, I was wondering if you were free. I'd like to meet up with you. I really just want to thank you in person. And I was like, whoa, what is this about? And I was like, she must have left him. She must have died. I'm so curious. I can't wait to find out. And I wrote back and I was like, yeah, please come over tonight. It's totally fine. So she came over. She told me the story of how she left him 
and how she won the New York housing lottery, got an apartment on the water, started dating an NFL player. And I was like, what? This is insane. And then that's just the universe saying like, finally, finally, she's like, oh my God, I was so brainwashed. I don't even recognize who that was. Like, I don't even know who that was anymore. Looking back, I'm just like, I cannot believe that was me. She's like, thank you so much. Like you seriously changed my life. And all I did was talk to her and inspire her and tell her about my journey. My healing helped to heal her and create the space or hold the space for her to believe that that's possible for her too. That alone, just doing that, years later, I got this massive, beautiful, heartwarming thank you from her. Uh, not years later, sorry, it was months later. But then even years later, I checked in with her again and I was like, hey, how are you doing? What's new? And so she updated me and she told me she left that um, NFL player or whatever, um, but she doesn't even like recognize who she used to be. And then she and her high school sweetheart reunited and they were both single at the same time. And then now they're pregnant and they're buying a house and like all this stuff. And I'm like, can you imagine if you were still with that dude? And she's like, no fucking way. Like, I can't even imagine if that was still my life right now. Like, I was brainwashed. She doesn't even recognize who she was. So if you, if that feels like you or you feel a nudge or you feel your soul like relating in some way, pay attention to that. You know, maybe you're in something and you've been wanting to leave, but you don't feel confident or ready or like you believe in yourself or you're scared because you don't have a job or you don't have the money or you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. I'll tell you this, in March 2020, when the pandemic like first hit, I was having a lot of trouble in the relationship I was in at the time. And I was staying and staying and staying and enduring this emotional abuse. And it's because I loved him. I believed in, you know, what we were once. And I, I knew that we can get back there. And I didn't want to just throw it away. And I, like, it, he was my best friend. Like, it's just, it was so hard to stay. But it was also so hard to leave. And the pandemic just hit. So it's like all this uncertainty. You don't know what's going to happen. What if I lose my job? If I go and get an apartment, then I lose my job. What if this? What if that? Blah, blah, blah. So you could like justify staying exactly where you are. But I realized how miserable I was. I realized how sad I was. I realized how I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel happy. It was like walking on eggshells. I didn't want to poke the bear to even ask like, hey, do you want me to make you some oatmeal? Like I was even scared to, to do that. I was like tiptoeing like, hey, can I bug you for a second? Like how the fuck did that happen? How did that happen? That's insane. Like that's how much like unconscious or subconscious or whatever manipulation was happening and I was just being sucked into this experience that I was co-creating essentially because I had to learn something. Some part of me needed healing still and that's why that was created. And that's why you're in what you're in because there's a lesson that you need to learn still. And for me, it was codependency in that experience. I recognized that I was not able to function unless we were okay. And so 
me filling my own cup, me getting myself back to whole and feeling good about myself and about my life and surrounding myself with things that raise my vibration, removing myself from that environment allowed me to thrive and allowed me to become whole on my own and not need somebody else to be happy or like to not be able to be happy unless we're happy like that's really really codependent so that was part of my healing that's part of my journey and then trust was a big thing that was the first relationship where I actually trusted fully like I didn't go snooping through the phone not once and all that stuff so there was a lot of healing and a lot of growth and I went back and forth forever about if I should stay if I should leave if I should stay if I should leave give me a sign this and that and I got my signs and I still stayed and still stayed and still stayed and like things can be toxic as fuck and we stay because it's this emotional addiction you might be even recreating your childhood experience like the energy the chaos or whatever your childhood experience the energy or the vibration was in your home in your childhood home you might be recreating that or what you might be like your mom or your dad in a situation like and not even realizing it you might be your right now in your relationship that you're in i bet you you behave or show up in some ways that are like your mom or like your dad in your relationship you're either your mom or your dad in some way so think about that reflect on that and if you're feeling like I know I need to leave or I need to quit this job or I I really, really want to leave this relationship, but I'm scared. Please know I left during a pandemic and I believed that it would be so fine. Everything would be perfect. I would be okay. I would be taken care of because I knew that I was not meant to be there. And just knowing that the universe, God, whatever it is for you, is not wanting you to be miserable, not wanting you to suffer, not wanting you to struggle. And so you're going to be okay. You make that move, make that decision, pull the trigger on on that idea or on the, on the thought that you have that you are feeling like so-called to, to show up in some way that's more authentic, that's going to take some courage, that's going to have you like do something scary. And instead of like worrying about it not working out, you're going to expect it to work out and it's going to be great. I have a client who signed up for my group coaching after um, they heard me on Clubhouse uh, for like, I don't know, it was like one time or two times or something speaking on Clubhouse. Then they followed me on Instagram and it had been a year of following me and just kind of like being in the shadow and not, you know, communicating with me or anything like that, but just like watching, listening, experiencing me in, in whatever ways through Instagram or Clubhouse. And so one day I decided, I felt this like nudge, if you will, to offer a free group coaching class. Like, hey, come try my group once for free. And so they joined. And that day I made the offer like, hey, if you want to join, this is how much it costs and blah, blah, blah. Here's the link and this and that. And so they were like, I want to, I want to, I want to. I was like, do it, like do it. Like invest in yourself and trust that this came to you for a reason, that this is going to move you, grow you, evolve you in some way. And they were like, oh my God, I don't know how I, you know, like affording it and that's a lot of money and whatever. And so they did it and 
now it's like, whoa, that's something that is normal for me. Investing in myself is normal for me. Pull, like doing something that is scary or uncomfortable is normal for me now. This is my new baseline. I'm a person that invests in myself. I'm a person that spends this much money per month on personal development. So then another opportunity came their way and it was around the same um, cost. And so they did it. And then they started to unfold and do other things and like acting and and setting boundaries and being more in their power and more authentic. And you can notice the shift in their energy. They're lighter. Whereas before they, they showed up in the first group session, second group session, third group session, kind of like dimmed light, low energy, kind of like miserable, hate their job, that kind of thing. And then lighting, lighting up, lighting up, lighting up, lighting up each time to the point where it's like noticeably, there's there's a glow about them now. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I have this retreat and I'm like, hey, you know, here's the retreat and if you want to come and then they join the retreat too. And I'm like, wow, look at you. You're not hesitating to invest in yourself anymore. Like, that's amazing. You raised what's your baseline of what's normal for you. You raised your baseline of what's possible for you. And you keep doing that. You're inching closer and closer to a different life. And now they're looking for different job um, offers, different job opportunities instead of staying at the job that they hate so much that's making them so miserable. And then looking at what's making it miserable and changing things about it, showing up differently, not allowing your boundaries to be crossed so that you're not resentful, you're not upset, you're not annoyed, you don't hate the experience. You're allowing it, you're creating it, right? So, wow, I just went off on like a major tangent, but I think that was super solid and really, really good. Um, uh, Yeah, anyway, okay, so that was one of the things that I wanted to share was about the breadcrumbs, about your your soul wanting to, you know, show up and be authentic and create and say yes and trust and believe that everything that's happened in your life has been preparing you to help others, to help heal others or help like your healing can heal others. Your life experiences, you didn't have these experiences for nothing and you get to say yes to things so that you can have more experiences, so that you can get more clarity on what you like and what you don't like and who you are and why you're here and what you're meant to do. Because you're not meant to just work this job and collect a paycheck and then, you know, have some experiences here and there and have one vacation a year or whatever and go out on the weekends and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, uh, that's not what the point is of this whole thing we call life. Your soul didn't come here just to do this like job or whatever. No, you are here for a purpose, for something magical, something beautiful. You can help heal others. You can help inspire them. You can help them be better at something or teach them something using your life experience, using whatever breadcrumbs that you realize that you have, whatever gift, whatever talent, whatever things you love the most, whatever lights you up, whatever you feel inspired or called to do. Like, it's not for no reason. If it's on your heart, if you've thought about it, if it doesn't seem to go away, if you keep thinking about it, years are passing, time is passing, and you still want to do that thing, but you're not freaking doing it, do it. Like, trust me, please take one baby step toward it. Just one. What is that first action? What is the first thing that gets to get done 
for the ball to get rolling. Because if you want to create a podcast, no one's going to show up on your door and be like, hey, here's your podcast. It's ready for you. You have to actually do the work. You have to actually record yourself and put it out there. So the same thing with me and all the things that I have to do. Like I know the things that I have to bring into the physical realm that the universe can't just like create for me. Like these gift bags, welcome kits for my for my retreat, I had to actually design things, order things, have them shipped in time, connect with my affiliate people and then have them send me things and like create and customize these welcome kits. I had to do it. I had to make the web page for people to find the retreat. I have to put it out there, talk about it, promote it. I have to do these things, but also people are attracted and come into the experience as well and naturally are magnificent you know, magnetized to the offering because it is what their soul has, you know, in store for them, right? And so when you allow yourself to be your authentic self, when you show up with courage and confidence and just knowing that your soul is here for X, Y, Z, and you show up to pursue that and you don't allow yourself to let fear block you or get in the way, the magic flows. You see the signs. Every, some things become effortless and it's just natural and easy, right? And so you get to even figure out and get more clear on what you are meant to be doing by saying yes, by having experiences. You get to learn about what you want and what you don't want, what you like and what you don't like. And if you are in the online marketing or trying to figure out like what your niche is or your ideal customer avatar or whatever, you know, different people call it, um, your your niche or your niche or whatever, it's connected with your history. So it's like in the details, right? It's, it's what in your life would be useful for someone else and what would benefit and be more meaningful and help someone in some way that only you have the knowledge and the, the experience for because of your unique life story, your experiences, right? You overcame something, you experienced something traumatic or you healed something or you learned something and it's like a shortcut and you can help other people with it, right? Think about what you started to solve in your life, what the biggest moments were that you remember. Like for me, getting out of these toxic relationships, learning, growing, evolving, taking big risks, saying yes, trusting, surrendering, going with the flow, allowing magic to unfold. That's my story, right? And there's so many little things in between that could inspire, that could motivate, that could help people. And it's looking at those moments around certain things that were patterns in your life, right? You lived a certain thing, a certain experience that you can be considered an expert on helping others through as well, right? Like think about yourself a few years ago. What were you experiencing then? What was your life like? How are you different? What did you overcome? What are the things that light you up that you could talk about for? Ever. Like for me, it's all about manifestation, um, you know, mindset and health, nutrition and nourishing your body and all of that energy, raising your vibration, living your soul purpose. Like these are the things I cannot shut up about, right? 
So clearly, this is my passion. Clearly, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And then all the breadcrumbs of me teaching, of me um, being a public speaker or speaking on stages or performing or being with celebrities and all that stuff and like connecting with certain people and saying yes and things working out and like all of it. My whole life story is living proof of all the things that I teach and talk about, right? And so this could become your funnel, right? So it's like creating things for the the future to like help someone on a journey. So something that you want to help somebody with and solving the problems in their lives, right? So basically creating something that helps people and then taking them through the 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 whole stage and then the next stage and then the next stage so that you help them evolve and get to the point where they are where you are now, right? And then as you're growing, as you're healing, as you're evolving, as you're experiencing more things, you get to add more to this person. You get to give them more information. You keep learning, you keep going, you keep growing and evolving. Just like me, There's never a moment where I am not in a coaching program or have a coach or I'm at a retreat or something like that because I'm here to continuously grow and evolve and I don't allow myself to have a fear mindset or scarcity mindset or lack mindset around anything. So if something comes my way like Greece and I'm just like, yep, it's going to work out. I'll figure it out. It's fine. No worries. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm down. And she kept checking. She's like, are you sure? Are you good? Are you coming? Are you sure? I'm like, dude, yeah, hundred percent. Like count me in. Even though I don't know how it's going to work. I'm just, I'm going, I'm going, that's it. I'm going. So all the ducks don't have to be in a row before you make a move. They, you make the move, you say the yes, you shift the energy and the universe conspires to make that thing happen because you're expecting it to. You're literally creating it. You're making it in like, you're putting it in, in the game, right? So that's it. Um, and when it comes to finding your soul purpose and connecting to your soul, deepening your connection to your intuition, trusting, saying yes, that all starts with you basically saying the yes, even when it's scary and expecting it to work out. And as it's working, as it's flowing and it works out and you're like, oh my God, that worked out. So then you create that as your new normal and that becomes your new baseline and you expect now things to work out more and you see that it's not only possible, but it's inevitable. Like, oh yeah, things work out for me because this worked out for me. So you start to gain more confidence in saying yes. And that's what happened when I got picked out of thousands of people and worked on Warp Tour and, you know, woke up in a different city every day instead of waking up in a cubicle where I was miserable. And that changed my life because then I got a taste of magic of what's out there of like outside of this life I'm supposed to live, this nine to five, this get married and have kids and the expectations of society, of my family, of my culture, of whatever. I broke that belief that that was what my life was supposed to be by saying yes, by trusting, by doing something scary, quitting my job just to go audition. Like, what if I don't get it? Oh my God. Okay, that's fine. Then I'll have an experience. I'll learn. I'll do something will come of it. It's coming to me for a reason. And then I can always find another job. What? There are no other jobs out there. That's insane, right? So it's like playing it safe, playing it small, being scared, 
but me doing that and it got me confident in saying yes and so then when I got back to Chicago and the tour was over after three months somebody called me from tour and they're like hey you want to come to Vegas with us we're doing a show and blah 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 and I was like yep and I was just like unpacking to stay and I was like how do I stay in Chicago how do I do this live a normal life after all that and then the phone rang and it was them inviting me so I was like okay yep I'm there I started repacking and ended up in Vegas and went there for three days but then on my third day an hour before my flight suitcase in hand and I was about to go back home to Chicago I felt that nudge again it was like hey don't go back to Chicago stay stay have fun have an adventure you'll be fine it'll be great and then my logical mind was like no 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 your mom's gonna kill you people will talk shit you need to move back home and start you know looking for a job again and you need to go back to school and become a teacher and blah 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 find a husband husband like you got to get back people will talk shit and your mom's gonna be mad and so I was like weighing these this back and forth shit and then I was like no I'm staying I'm staying and then I turned around and I gave the bellhop my suitcase and I was like can you watch this then I went toward the casino floor so that I could get to the pool at the MGM Grand Wet Republic and this guy stopped me dead in my tracks and he was like hey where are you going I was like I don't know I just missed my flight on purpose he goes oh do you want to come with me I'm a VIP host tonight at the Bellagio the bank nightclub blah 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 I was like yeah sure why not and so I ended up meeting him there he had me in VIP, sitting next to Leonardo DiCaprio, shoulder to shoulder, like, what the fuck? That's insane. So instead of me being in Chicago or on an airplane back to Chicago, back to normal life, I chose this big, risky, scary thing of staying in Vegas when I don't know anybody, I didn't have a place to stay, and, you know, it's like your mom's gonna kill you, and blah, 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 and all the reasons to say no, but I was risky. I took a risk. I was spontaneous. I listened to that nudge. I said yes, and I expected it to just flow and work out, and it was magical. And then I ended up staying, and I'm still friends with him till this day, and then got an apartment, and then he got me a job with him, and then I was at the mall one day, and then I got stopped by a casting director. He freaking put me in the movie The Hangover, where I take up the whole freaking screen for six seconds in a white bikini, and I'm even in the trailer. Like, they should have paid me way more, and I should have sued them or something, but that would have, oh, man, hashtag regrets. What are you going to do? But it's crazy that that happened. Like, so much magic all stemmed from the moment of me sitting in that cubicle, deciding to look for another job because I felt the nudge like, oh, this is not where I belong. My soul was like, I don't belong here. And it didn't dawn on me that I could become an entrepreneur of some sort at the time. I hadn't done any of this work, air quotes, um, but I did feel the nudge of like, I don't belong here. And so I was looking for another job on Craigslist before it was creepy and found that application for the tour and that's when I filled it out and just went with the flow and then it turned into what it turned into. But it came to a point where I had to take a risk. I had to say yes when they offered me the opportunity to come, or they invited me to come audition in New York and I told my boss and she said no and I needed the days off and I was like, okay, well, I'm going anyway. That was a big risk. Because, oh no, I have rent to pay, I have bills to pay, blah, 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 car payment, yada, yada, yada. And I could have said no and just played it safe. Where would I be today if I did that? Who would I be today if I did that? 
Would I still be living in Chicago? Would I have lived a normal life of just like staying at that job until I got let go or until I quit and found another job and then another job and then another job? Would I have just become a teacher in Chicago and got married to some Assyrian guy and had kids and be miserable right now? I don't know. Would like that's what's crazy is like there are opportunities showing up all the time. Are you noticing them? Are you saying yes to them? Are you taking risks? Are you being bold? Are you being courageous? Are you actually trying to experience things instead of fearing things and worrying about things and playing it safe and playing it small and like worrying about what people think and trying to please other people, not allowing yourself to receive, not having any freaking boundaries, being mistreated, like not giving yourself the life that your soul is craving and desiring. You are magic. You are absolutely magic. And you're here for something bigger, better, greater than you're currently living right now. Truly. You could be like, oh, Rita, I'm good. I have my business or whatever. And I have good money and I'm good and my family and this and that. Or, you know, you could have all these boxes checked and whatever. But listen deeply to your soul. Tune in. Tune in and listen. What is it trying to create or do or be or have that you're like no 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 that's that's too big that's too big sit down shut up we're not doing that think about that feel into that and ask yourself okay if i were to create this if i were to pursue this if i were to allow this to be my reality what would i need to do first what would be the first step in in that direction to embody that version of me that has that or is that or to have that or be that or do that like what's the first step and just take it do it and get excited get lit up visualize it unfolding and notice when it when it is and keep going get excited feel into it versus getting scared of it and retreating and going back to what's comfortable and what's safe I've done that Like when I was on Clubhouse and I got all these clients from Clubhouse hearing me speaking for the first time and then they're joining my group just like that. No funnel, no systems, no ads, no nothing. Just me being myself authentically speaking on Clubhouse, making the invitation, making the offer from the stage. Got like $30,000 in sales my first month offering like a coaching group just like that. And then I got scared a little or comfortable and was like, okay, I'm going to stop now. That's enough. That's good. That's good. Like, why did I do that? Why didn't I keep going? Because I reached a new level and that kind of scared me. And it's like, oh my gosh, new level, new business, new level, new devil. They say, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. And, And it got to a point where my Instagram was blowing up and people became aware of me and I had really cool people on my, on my podcast and all of that. And it's just like, whoa, this is scary. Whoa, this is new. Whoa, this is really happening. And then I was like, pump the brakes because it became too real, too scary, too close to my dreams. And it was like, if I kept going, then there's really no turning back. That fear of being seen crept back up. And it was like that. I don't want that level of fame. I don't want that level of success. I don't want that. Like there's no turning back at that point. And so I froze, I paused, right? And so that's the thing. It's like notice when you're self-sabotaging. And it's not for any other reason other than you 
feeling insecure or having self-doubt or telling yourself you're not good enough or not smart enough, not ready, not qualified, not whatever. Who do you think you are? Um, You're going to be found out. You're a fraud or um, you're just not good enough or whatever it is. Like it's a, it's a limiting belief that comes from your inner child. And I actually last this past week in my group coaching, we were talking about the inner child and the week before that we were talking about the shadow and integrating it and all of that stuff. So this episode is a wrap. I hope this was helpful. I hope it served you. I would absolutely love to hear what you got out of it, what lit you up, what inspired you, what you feel like you might actually change or live like a different way or a risk that you're willing to take or something. I would love to hear what you took away from this and please share it with somebody that you think it will be- it'll benefit or it'll help as well because that's why I'm doing this. Like I created this podcast because of that girl that I helped in New York, the story I shared with you. I created this podcast because after I realized how I helped her, just by telling her my stories and talking to her like this, how I'm talking to you essentially right now, I was like, I need to just put this shit out there so whoever finds it, who's meant to find it, will find it and I can reach people like her all across the globe and it can serve on a greater scale. And that's why I showed up because I realized that if I impacted her life in that way, that's one person. And if I do this podcast, if I put myself out there and I'm you know, setting myself up to be judged or whatever, people talking shit and things like that, the number one fear I have of is, is judgment and all of that, or I used to have, um, and, and not showing up, right? I, I put that aside because I decided that my soul is here to serve in this way. And I can't let my ego or my fear or my insecurity or self-doubt block me from being of service, block me from helping other people. Like that would be selfish. So when you look at it in that way, it allows you to to empower yourself to overcome those emotions, those feelings and actually show up because you are being called and you know you're being called. I don't have to tell you that. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you're thinking about coaching or my um, retreat or anything, just uh, DM me the word coaching and we will chat or DM me the word retreat. Or if you just want to say hi and let me know what you loved about this episode, if it inspired you, if it motivated you, if it felt like it was a fire under your ass, it was just the thing that you needed, I would love to hear about it. And please share this episode with somebody that you think it would serve. And as always, I love you and thank you. And I hope you have a beautiful day, afternoon, evening, whatever. Okay, bye.